Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thank you for joining me today. If you're catching the show live or in archive, uh, welcome. First time catching and listening to uh, Snake Oil Radio. Uh, a little bit about me and the show, and then we'll kind of progress from there. Uh, again, my name is Jim Ventura. I am a professional astrologer. Uh, I turn the, call myself a navigational consultant. I work with numerology, astrology, uh, tarot, runestones, animal cards, a number of other different types of oracles. I've been doing this for many, many years. I do private sessions here in my home office in Phoenix and also uh, phone consultations. Uh, if you want any information about any of the uh, sessions that I do and availability, uh, you can go to my website at jimventura.com, easy to find. Also, I'm a monthly blog columnist, and a uh, column, of course, is called Snake Oil, so the name of our show. And uh, I've been doing that since 2003. If you're not already receiving my free monthly newsletter column, email me at venturasage at yahoo.com. That's V-E-N-T-U-R-A-S-A-G at yahoo.com. Get added to the monthly newsletter mailing list um, all kinds of good information and promotions there, and it's uh, newsletters blind copied out, meaning no one will ever get your email address from me. Okay, so I'm also an author, a uh, couple of published books. You can catch that info again on my website, and uh, both available through me or through Amazon. And uh, I'm actually uh, I do classes here in my home office here in Phoenix. And I should be setting up to do some web seminars by the fall of this year. So if you get the newsletter or you catch the radio shows, you'll be able to find out about all that good stuff as it shows up. Sorry, I'm a little sinusy today. Uh, we're just at that tail end of the allergy season here in Phoenix. And it was windy the last couple of days. Nice and calm now. So uh, that actually uh, brought up a lot of things. Um, uh, especially in California, I know they're called the Santa Ana winds that typically come. In the east, they call these the Chinook winds. And um, wind usually, obviously, you obviously can figure out the physical connotations and <laughs> elements of wind, but we talk about the metaphysical angle behind it. And uh, wind usually, you know, even the Lakota Indian teachings, I think, probably say it best from what my knowledge is. And wind is about movement and change and adaptability. So wind is considered a positive force in the universe that everything changes and grows and evolves and expands. And a lot of times, you know, when it's windy, it's like sort of the universe's way of saying you need to make some changes. You need to kind of push yourself, motivate yourself to move forward. And then there can be the harsher winds. Uh, again, they usually call these the Chinooks or the Santa Anas. And those come from like not just north, south, east, and west. They come from the like southeast, southwest, southeast, the points in between. Those are considered harder or more negative winds. Um, sometimes the pushes are difficult. You know, we may encounter people, circumstances, and situations in our life that are difficult, that are, you know, pushing at us emotionally or psychologically. Uh, we might need to, you know, pull back sometimes or to find a way to change something or even sometimes maneuver away from people and things that are not negative or not positive to us. So that's what those... Uh, those Chinook or Santa Ana winds are a reminder of, too. Sometimes we're tested that way. So we had a lot of wind here the last couple of days. So, of course, I caught a lot of clients and, and people 
uh, you know, some having some real positive motivations to make some changes and some uh, struggling a little bit with some things that, you know, may have been buried or difficult for them that they needed to maneuver through. But, uh, you know, now it's just calm. I always love the calm after the storm, so to speak. Uh, I always laugh because I have a cat and she is glued to my side when it's windy because she gets scared uh, from the sound of the wind. I don't think anybody who's got dogs or cats probably knows that that's pretty common for them to be a little nervous in some ways about uh, about wind, uh, and it scares them. So and my little my little baby stalker was glued to my side compulsively for almost two days. So I'm glad she's calm again as well, too. So uh, a lot of interesting stuff kind of came up. I did some posts about this on Facebook. Uh, that's another thing you can do if you uh, if you want to follow some uh, stuff in the column I do. I do probably a weekly Facebook added post as well, too. And I run a lot of good promotional specials on Facebook. Uh, in fact, I have one now until um, the end of this month, and my uh, listeners can take advantage of this, too. Uh, full astrology chart interpretation, which is normally a 70-minute uh, session. It's normally uh, 110 from now until the end of April, anyone who asks for it uh, is getting that for 75 so that's a huge discount uh, just from now until the end of uh, April of this year, though. And uh, I did another promotion as well with some gift certificates for other types of sessions for 45-minute readings with Tarot and numerology, um, and I posted those on Facebook. I think there's two of those left, and uh, those are actually only 50, and that's only um, I've only got two of those left. And those are good until uh, that that offer is only good until Wednesday, and well, until those last two are sold. So if you want to grab up one of those and you caught the show live or early enough in the archive, you can contact me. See if you can one of those is still available. Okay, today's our astrology show. We're talk a little bit about our current astrology, uh, and then I'm going to open the phone lines up a little earlier than normal. Um, uh, I'll, I'll probably open the phone lines up in about 15 minutes. So we'll have time to take up callers potentially as well. But let's talk a little bit about our current astrology and, and what's going on. So we've still got a lot going on with the uh, most of our quote-unquote personal planets are in Aries. Uh, the Sun is in Aries, Mars is in Aries, uh, Venus is in Aries, uh, Uranus is in Aries. That's not a personal planet, it's an outer planet, but... Personal when it's when it's in your chart and it's in a house. By the way, that's where it gets personal. Um, otherwise, it's more generational. And then Mercury's about to step into Aries in the next uh, couple of days. Uh, Mercury's a little behind because uh, of the retrograde uh, that went down a couple weeks back. Okay, so we still get Aries energy going on for most of the personal planets, and uh, those should be pushing into Taurus. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Uh, they'll be pushing into Taurus uh, within the next week or so. Uh, the Sun, Venus will go in, and then about a week and a half, we have uh, Mars pushing its way in as well to Taurus. So wherever Aries is in our chart is where we're strong, where we're masculine, where we're assertive, uh, where we're brave, uh, where we're an initiator. So if you've got a lot of Aries planets in your chart natally, um, you're going to be kind of strong that way. Again, everyone is Aries somewhere in your chart. The house position, of course, is going to show really where this is more personal in terms of um, the area of life it influences. So uh, you, you would have to know what your astrology uh, 
chart is to kind of get that info. And the way to do that, of course, is you do need to know birth time because that establishes the ascendant or rising sign and where you were born. And then you lay out, that way you can lay out where the houses are. Uh, you can do that yourself uh, through things like astro.com and other astrology sites that are free charts, uh, or you can hire a good astrologer. But uh, anyway, so but one of the things we find with a lot going on in Aries is it's going to make us uh, a bit more independent, a bit more uh, inclined to think about you know what's right for us, what we want to do, where we need to be brave, where we need to be strong. It can also, of course, bring up some anger um, and some assertiveness, uh, a little bit of our impatience sometimes when we got a lot of stuff going on through Aries. Uh, but we have this push into Taurus uh, with some of these uh, personal planets in the next, again, about week, week and a half. And, you know, Taurus energy is all about um, about security and stability. Um, where Aries is more of an initiating sign, uh, the energy of Taurus is uh, about uh, that, you know, the, there's a positive and negative pole to every sign. The positive for Taurus is I have. It's negative is I indulge. So that's why I sometimes jokingly say if you've got a lot of Taurus in your chart, the symbol could be a bull. It could also be kind of a baked potato uh, because Taurus is notoriously um, want comfort. Taurus will work hard for the things that they uh, they they acquire. Uh, Taurus is not afraid of working, but Taurus enjoys rest and good play and uh, and, uh, and and security. Which is a very important element for 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 Taurus. Uh, I would say Taurus likes good food, good sex, good sleep, money in the bank. You know, Taurus is happy when you can go shopping and load up on toilet paper and and back up supplies in the house, and Taurus can relax. Uh, Tauruses get very uncomfortable when they don't feel that sense of security. And you know, contrary to popular belief, uh, if you've, if your Taurus sun sign or rising or moon sign or have a lot of Taurus in the chart. It's not a, a not a combative sign. Absolutely untrue. Tauruses are not combative at all. Uh, it's a feminine uh, fixed sign, so it's consistent. Um, uh, it's ruled by Venus. The only reason that Taurus sometimes will get that reputation for being antagonistic is similar to what you'll find with Scorpio. Is it's more that rather than address a problem or a difficulty or a slight or a hurt directly, a lot of times Taurus will stuff it. And then after someone does something that pisses them off like the 37th time, you know, like the boyfriend leaves the cap off the toothpaste and then you, you want a divorce, uh, that's when Taurus will usually explode. And then they have a really tough time letting go of their anger. Uh, you know, the bull will stay mad for a while in that sense. But by and large, not an aggressive, not a, a fighting sign as a general rule. Um, so, you know, so we got that push with these personal planets into Taurus. So of course, that's going to bring up, you know, again, wherever Taurus is in your chart is going to be more significant to the house or the area of life it's applying to. But as a general rule, it's going to be that that energy of acquisition, of security, of comfort, of um, wanting that stability. You know, I, I kind of use the humorous approach to say that, you know, Aries loves to initiate and begin things and then could get bored easily where Taurus is willing to stay around and mow the lawn. You know, Tauruses often have a stability about them and a reliability that you find, uh, and sometimes they like the details of uh, taking care of, of the, 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 you know, the, the details of life itself. They often can be good at it. Um, 
similar in some ways to Virgo, but that's a that's a whole other story. Okay, so we've got so again that's what we're going to see. You'll notice this kind of shift from initiation energy more toward um, again that that urge toward stability and, and harmonizing and and security and and that kind of a change uh, that can often come with the Taurus energy coming in. I always like the Taurus energy when it comes in. I'm Taurus rising and I have Jupiter and Taurus natally. So it's often a very positive period for me. The planets move into my first house, out of my 12th house, which is a little tough, the 12th house, um, when stuff's transiting through there because you feel like often you've got to kind of be giving and selfless at some levels and that you, um, you know, it's more about kind of being in the background and, again, service and selflessness. And those sound great on paper until you're actually doing it. <laughs> Sometimes it's a pain in the ass. Okay, I'm drinking coffee here if you're wondering why I'm pausing. Uh, let me talk about a few other things that we're uh, we're contemplating here as we look at the astrology chart, and I'll be opening up the phone lines in a little bit. So you got a caller ready, so we'll get to that very patient caller shortly. Okay, so what else has we got going on here? Um, Jupiter has been transiting through Gemini. It's about halfway through. Uh, Jupiter is a planet of expansion and, and, and philosophy and where we're larger than life, um, so it's been in Gemini, so it's really pushing a lot of buttons for us and expanding um, our, our communication, our sense of expression, our knowledge, how we learn. Uh, Jupiter will usually stay in a house for about a year and a year and a half, so it's been there for, um, uh, I think, close to a year now, so we've got, uh, well, a little less, actually. Um, we've still got about a, a half a year uh, to go with Jupiter through uh, Gemini before it pushes its way into Cancer. Uh, Saturn is retrograde now in Scorpio. Talked about Saturn a bit on some of my past shows. Um, Saturn in our chart represents restriction, limitation, um, you know, caution, uh, pragmatism, um, aging, wisdom. Um, you know, Saturn is is one of those things in your chart. You know, if you if you're if you're researching an astrology chart, you know, the sign and the house Saturn is in. You know, when you're younger, Saturn is a pain in the ass. You know, Saturn is a thing that has caused you some difficulty, that's been a burden sometimes, that you've had a lot of lessons around in terms of growth. But, you know, Saturn in your chart is also like the lump of coal that you polish into a diamond, because as you get older, Saturn becomes that very thing that you're often very good at, um, and very strong, and very responsible, and very confident in, in a way that you were not when you were younger. So, um, it's been going through Scorpio for since October. So one of the things I'd said, because Saturn and, and Jupiter and Saturn are kind of bridge planets. Um, you know, Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, personals, bridge planets are Saturn and um, Jupiter, and the outer planets are Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, which are more generational, but are, again, very personal in the house that they're in, in your chart. Uh, but uh, the bridge planets, they really are noticeable influences that you also see in your own life as well as in society. One of the things I had said is Saturn had been moving through Scorpio uh, back in October when I first began to talk about this, was that you're going to see a lot of things um, about, uh, the best way to explain this, you're going to see a lot of things that are about, uh, about, you know, if somebody does something dark or wrong or bad, it's likely to be exposed quicker. Um, you can see this out in society, politicians, uh, you know, just in the world in general. Um, personally, yeah, you gotta gotta watch yourself as Saturn moves to Scorpio because Saturn is kind of the Lord of Karma. 
Uh, it's going to really push and test us if we're attempting to abuse something in some way. Um, so we get a lot of that going on. You can you can see a lot of this happening. Uh, a lot of issues out in the world right now, too, with justice and fairness. A lot of that was triggered as uh, Saturn had moved through Libra, the sign of justice. Now that it's in Scorpio, now we're dealing with the more intense side of power struggles, you know, internally as well as uh, in society at large. Uh, one of the big ones, uh, you know, you can see is, is gay marriage right now, which, of course, will pass, um, you know, and then as usual it will pass, and then, another, you know, everyone will not care about it anymore after another year or two when it becomes normal. But a lot of power struggles still around that. Uh, you can see out in the media with people struggling back and forth with it. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, Saturn fixes things. It just can do it in a way that can be a little difficult. Uh, you know, at, at personal level, Saturn, like I said, is that thing in your chart where yeah, you had some struggle. You had to kind of work through that, um, overcome some fear, but uh, inevitably become strong. So if we get Saturn is retrograde, so it's going backwards, meaning whatever issues were originally surfacing, of course, or, or resurfacing again, you know, we're looking at them over again in more detail. You know, retrogrades can sometimes be a little frustrating, but Saturn will typically go retrograde for a while. So uh, it doesn't, uh, you know, you get a couple of shots of this. Saturn will typically stay in a sign for about two and a half years. So we get a while with Saturn still in Scorpio. Uh, for me, it's right in my seventh house, my marriage partnership house, um, and on my descendant. So it's really making me look at relationship themes again and whether I want those or not and, you know, looking at, at different elements there. Uh, but, you know, Saturn and Scorpio uh, is always going to kind of trigger stuff about looking at, at, at power issues in our life, where we have it, where we don't have it. Uh, okay, let's talk about some of the, uh, a little bit about the outer planets right now, and then I'm going to take uh, some calls here. Um, we've got Pluto in Capricorn. Now, Pluto's been in Capricorn since about 2008. Pluto will stay in the sign for like 17 years or something, so it's a long haul. Uh, Pluto is where we're intense, where we're focused, where we're controlled, where we truly do have power issues to look at. So uh, Pluto moving through Capricorn. You know, anyone who's been alive on the planet in the last couple of years as an adult knows that, uh, you know, it, it, it seems like it's almost tougher at some levels to achieve goals or that you might have felt like you had to start over or you might have gone through some losses and had to sort of reboot. Um, some people went through some real difficulty in the last couple of years. Um, a lot of people in different ways, financially, emotionally, physically. Uh, Pluto and Capricorn kind of asks us to, to um, uh, use the negative, grow, to learn from it at, in that sense. Um, positive pole of Capricorn I use to take advantage of the negative at some level, but it can take a while before we come into that wisdom and that knowledge. You know, most caps understand this, that most goals have to be worked for. Often perseverance is a strong attribute in accomplishing a task. So uh, Pluto's move through Capricorn has probably made things a bit harder for people. But again, if you're willing to work hard, apply yourself keep plugging away at something and be willing to overcome obstacles, yeah, Pluto can, can work out beneficially for us. Uh, so it is, again, it's one of those things that, you know, Pluto in your chart is like, I, I say, whenever Pluto kicks in, we're like a lunatic. We're like a laser beam of activity. The volcano erupts, and we just really pour on the, the power and the energy. And then sometimes Pluto lies dormant for a long time. 
where you can have you know uh, weeks, uh, months, and occasionally even years where it can seem like that area in your life is not really being triggered. Uh, but when it does, you know, it was like you were cooking on something for a long time. I have it in my uh, romance risk-taking playhouse, natally. Right now it's transiting my ninth philosophy. But uh, it has uh, been, been interesting because as a writer and a creative person, I am extremely creative. Uh, I don't know if anyone also – I did another YouTube video. Go check out my YouTube video I did on astrology. I'm, you'll, you'll probably have a good laugh. Uh, one of my friends said that she spit out her oatmeal – she was laughing so hard when she first watched it. Uh, I was doing that purposely, by the way. I was trying to make it humorous in the beginning, so then there's good information to follow. But, uh, but, uh, but you know, I know for me, it, it's like a tidal wave when my creativity comes. And then sometimes I find myself sitting around uh, doing kind of nothing for a couple of days, and uh, you know, even watching like Jerry Springer, some total waste of my time and energy but it's such a dormancy that you find with with pluto and how it operates for us now neptune is in pisces it's at home in its own sign uh, i think i'll talk a little bit more about pisces and uranus in a few minutes i think i want to take a caller simply because this caller has been very patient and waited for a while, and then we'll see if we have some time uh, to uh, to cover those. I think we do. We're, we're good on time so far on the show, but I want to take my caller, because whoever this was has been very patient. They called right from the beginning. So I'm going to take my first caller. I should be able to get two or three calls in today. Um, you can call in at uh, 646-200-3966 if you're catching the show live. You might need to dial a 1 before that, 646-200-3966. If you have a comment, a question, um, you know, I can pull a quick card or two for people. I got to keep these down about four or five minutes each, but uh, I will take a couple of calls today, as I promised. Eight six zero. Welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hi there. Hello. Who are we talking to today? This is Susan. Susan, you've called before, Susan. Yeah. I know. You sound familiar. I do have some brain cells left in memory. Not very many, but a few. <laughs> I like to joke about that. Anyway, uh, so what's your question today, Susan? How are you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. Um, I don't know. I just want to know in general about my, my astrology. Okay. What's your, um, what is your, uh, what's your uh, date of birth? 10-29-58. Uh, and I was born at birth. 6.05 p.m. Okay, let me punch all the info in for you, Susan. Unless someone calling and asking an astrology question, I don't usually get a lot of those. Okay, so let's go. Okay, the 10. All right, let me uh, get that. 29. I'm a little spastic on the computer sometimes, but I'm going to get to it. Here we go. Okay, so let's see. Let's do a uh, natal chart now, see where your planets are. Natal chart and transits. Here we go. And... Okay, let's see. We need to just do a little edit here. So 10, 29, and 58, right? Yeah. And 29, October, October 29, 58. And what was um, time? 6.05 p.m. 6.05 p.m. And what city? Manchester. Manchester, um uh, is that is that Amer- uh, American? Yeah, Manchester, Connecticut. Manchester, Connecticut, gotcha. Yep. All right, Manchester, Connecticut. There we go. I got your chart up. Here we go. Okay, October twenty nine, fifty eight, 
6.05 p.m. Okay, let's get your chart going here. Okay. All right, so it looks like your Gemini rising, um, and you got the moon on your moon and Mars on your ascendant, by the way. Uh, have you had your chart looked at before? No. Okay, let me give you some a quick rundown of some things. Uh, I can cut this so much information, it's like overwhelming for me when I look at it. It's like a million things I want to say. So let me give you a couple of basics. You've got a lot going on in uh in uh a little bit bit in libra quite a bit in scorpio a lot of planetary energy in your sixth house natally by the way so that means a big part of your life purpose involves work service health body maintenance the details of life you're a fix-it person you're a solver you're a resolver that's one of the things that you'll you'll kind of find with this strong element of sixth house energy there's going to be a lot of influence of service energy yeah. In your life, in that sense, that that's going to be very, very key. Um, you know, uh, you know, you. I always, I have, I have a good amount of sixth house uh, stuff going on in my chart too. You got like three times the amount I do, though. But uh, I always say that I actually like to take care of the details of life. I'm good at it. There's that he- I call it the healthy nitpicker, mm-hmm. where that you you fix and you poke and you you prod at things. You've got your moon on your ascendant connected with Mars uh, in Gemini. Um, you know, moon and Gemini means you're very much a knowledge, information person. Uh, you like to learn. You like to communicate. You like to think. Mars is there, too, so your emotion is connected with your male energy. It, it, what that basically means is you're very, very sensitive by nature, but, like, sometimes you're, 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 you, know, you can be very strong in defending the people and the things that you care about. Um, yeah. You will, no one's going to mess with what, what Susan cares about, and that's, that's, that's going to be a very important part of you. But sometimes it can also, you know, indicate difficulties with men in general from time to time or that, you know, sometimes you you can get pissed off emotionally as well, too. Usually you've got Mars in your 12th house, which means karma with men, by the way, in that sense that needs to be resolved in this lifetime. Uh, and, okay, so lots of things I could talk about, but I'm going to talk about what's going on in your basic chart right now. You got a lot of activity um, happening with the twelfth house, very similar to what I have right now. Uh, the Sun, Mars, Venus, and uh, the Moon. Well, the Moon doesn't matter because it changes like signs every two days. But the Sun, <laughs> Mars, and uh, Venus are all in your twelfth um, in Aries. So you know, think the twelfth house is like almost like a time when it's like you're you're cooking things. Yeah. As opposed to being able to take action, it can be wonderfully creative it can also be unbelievably frustrating susan yeah i've been feeling the feel, frustration you know, i mean to cut you off what you say i've been feeling the frustration yeah 12th house is like you kind of have to be selfless a little bit in the background you kind of got to let spirit guide inspire and maneuver you it's really tough to take action when the 12th house is 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 active in our chart cuz a lot of times it could feel like we're collecting something and for you with mars on your ascendant you know you're 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 an action person you know mm-hmm. you're you know you're you're inclined to take action when necessary sometimes you could be a little impatient um natally in that sense um so it can be a little tough to feel that that kind of sense of, of background energy. But I think the key thing to remember is realize that you actually are doing something. You're sort of collecting information. You're collecting knowledge on action yeah, that you're going to take. Yeah, I try to do that. I try to do that like whatever this is, it's working its way out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, there's a great line from the runes, uh, from the Viking runestones, where he says um, – uh, it's the rune of uh, of separation, um, and it, the, it and, and he says, "We do without doing, and everything gets done." 
And a lot of times that's what's really happening when you have that 12th house kind of thing going on. Like spirit's going to line stuff up for you and is maneuvering things. So a lot of times you could feel like something's happening, but it's like you can't put your finger on it. Yeah, or, exactly or I feel what's like nothing's on. happening. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Believe me, I, I'm I'm just going through the same exact thing. It, it makes me because I'm a fire sign on top of it, so I always like to say uh, fire signs are lunatics by nature. Mm. So it's fr- very frustrating to me because I usually like to take action. So when I go through this period, I have to be so passive for a bit in that sense. But the the good news is you are you know this will move through um, as we get into Gemini for you. So um, we got a little over a month and then of this, and then you're going to see a lot of movements that will happen as things begin to push into Gemini. Now the other thing that I see is Jupiter is actually in your first house now. Which is great because it's going to start to give you a lot more confidence and a lot of new ideas. And then a wonderful thing happens in about a year. Jupiter is going to push into your second house. It's going to push into your money house, which means that more opportunities to make more money, to be more successful, to create more security for yourself. You'll gain confidence. So I'm hearing a lot of that, that you're working toward those goals. But I think there can be a lot of frustration right now because I keep kind of getting from when I look at the chart and what I'm hearing intuitively is you've got a lot of, it's just like you're taking care of a lot of detail and the nitty-gritty right now, in mm-hmm. a way. And that's what's happening is Saturn is retrograde um, uh, in your uh, and connecting with your sun sign. So on the positive, it's making you more responsible and it's making you mature and to grow up. But on the negative side, when Saturn is hitting our sun, it can, we can, get to, we can go through like little mini depressions. Yeah. You feel like, you know, you're just like sad or you feel like, you know, the stuff is heavy on the shoulders yeah, at, at some yeah. levels. Like, yeah, definitely. and it's retrograde, so it's bringing back issues that are, you've already kind of encountered and feeling like you're going through it again or that's not solved yet. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely um, a, a bit of, of frustration there, but again, not permanent. Remember, in the long run, the beauty of what Saturn does is Saturn will inevitably make something very, very strong for you. You know, the other thing that I'm kind of hearing at an, an intuitive level is you, 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 what I'm, I'm just, just getting this purely from intuition. They're saying something about a partnership that comes up as well. Are you in a relationship now? No. Yeah, because they're saying that something is coming up in the next month as, uh, month as well, too, um, that's kind of relationship-oriented. And I'm not saying you're running off and getting married or anything like that. But I, I'm getting a feeling that there's something coming up that way um, that's kind of a positive. It just seems like there's an expansion socially and, and energetically for you uh, within the next about six months also. And I actually like that. I think that's kind of a positive um, at some level. I keep kind of hearing it's like you're, you're giving someone advice or you're helping someone or you're talking to them in the next couple of months. And then it, you, know, you realize that there's actually a connection there. Oh, okay. So they're saying that there's a partnership coming um, uh, as well. I'm not. I'm not sure if it's romantic or or, or, or otherwise, but it's definitely something notable uh, in the next few months. So I like that as well too. So something good is coming up that way. So kind of hang uh, because I, I keep kind of getting that feeling that there's something sort of collecting at this point. Yeah, yeah. I think there is, and I think it's yeah. Going... Just yeah. Kind of like I said. Uh, be patient with it. It'll only really be another maybe month, month and a half of that kind of collection feeling. And then you'll see what I mean. Once we hit into, I want to say, it looks like um, late 
about mid to late May, everything is going to be pushing its way into uh, Gemini at that point, and you're going to really find yourself going back out into the world again, socializing, becoming more active, a lot of things beginning to happen. So if you can remember that this is sort of the cooking time, um, yeah. you'll be... Keep- you won't you don't you don't want to stare at the pot you know the, it's the watch pot that never boils because I know it's probably making you nuts I'm I'm about a week and a half two weeks out from my stuff pushing out of the twelfth you got about a month and a half of it oh, so really? I know what it feels like I've just been like uh, just, I'm going through the same exact thing I'm like I need I I'm I'm just almost bored yeah at some level you know what I mean where it's like I want I, I want to be busy I want stuff to be happening going on. So yeah, uh, that that is that that's coming up for you. Because it's like my connecting that that kind of faded away, and it's like I'm okay. So I'm just sitting around. I'm not yeah. connected the way I was. Mm. Um, a little frustrating. Yeah, you know what I want you to do. Um, if you don't, if you're not already doing this, get yourself a notebook. Mm-hmm. You just get a dollar store notebook. It doesn't give me nothing fancy. And I want you to start kind of jotting down the ideas that are coming to you. Because there is stuff that's popping up, stuff that you'd like to do, thoughts. Um, if you're not already journaling, I really want you to start to do that because I actually think that you um, you, you definitely have a, a very sharp mind that way. Mm-hmm. And you're getting ideas and things are just sort of popping randomly. Um, write it all down, all the stuff that you want to get to, because that's what I'm also hearing is if you start writing down the things that you want to see happen or get to, Write it, write it all down, and you know, can add to it as you go, and you're going to see something really amazing in like about a three- or four-month period. You're going to look back on that initial list and find out that like three-quarters of the things that you wrote down you actually did or happened. Do you know that's already happened? I did it yeah. for a job, and I actually landed the job that I wrote details about. Absolutely. Awesome. See, great confirmation. Yeah, I, I, that's one of the things that I know works really, really well for me because I get – like frenetic sometimes, and I, I think that I do that. I'll just write a list of all the stuff I want to do. I, I need to get my tires changed. I need to I need to uh, I need to create this. I want this amount of money in the bank. I want you know what I mean. I'll start writing all these stuff things down. I need to get a new uh, cam. Uh, I need I write all these things down, and then it is. I'll look at it a couple months later, and I'm like, holy crap! Like I did all these things, but I did them naturally, or mm-hmm. they just sort of came my way. Without me yeah. trying, that's the good thing about the twelfth house. You can manifest stuff um, when the twelfth house is active, but you just have to be patient because you're really cooking the details of it. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. So, um, and here's the thing: always remember this about because you got a lot of planets in Scorpio. Positive pole of Scorpio is I desire, and it's negative as I suspect. Mm-hmm. So the I desire part is, you know, you know, this is a Scorpio. When you really focus your energy on something, you could just create about anything. If yeah. you, you've got like a laser beam energy, Scorpios, once they get out of their own way and really let themselves do it, very strong. Um, and I would say that's the thing about Scorpio, all the terrible stuff that you've been through. And if you're Scorpio, you know you've been through some terrible stuff. Yeah. You know, welcome to Scorpio. It's you know it's like a one of those signs like it's such a pain in the ass when you're younger, and then you get older, you realize how beneficial it is. But um, but you get purpose. You have that sense of purpose, which allows you to accomplish things. But the I suspect part is you, all, all Scorpios have the mind of detectives. Mm-hmm. So your minds are always plotting, planning, scheming, and contemplating. Yeah. And uh, 
You have to be careful because sometimes you, I, I catch this with Scorps, they'll, they'll misread other people's actions in a way. Um, mm-hmm. There's a guy there's a guy in my complex right now. I live in a condo complex, and he's telling me that one of the other HOA, uh, the HOA president is plotting with the management company, and he's got all kinds of things that he thinks this guy is doing, and, and I'm laughing because he's so such a smart guy. He's such a, a living, breathing detective. He's brilliant, but he's a little paranoid. I'm like, no, the, this guy that you think is doing all these terrible things, he's just, you know, he's just busy. His father's in the hospital. He, you know, you're misreading it. And I mm-hmm. think that's one of the things I would say to Scorpio is you've got to remember a good 80% of the time, the stuff that you think could be happening, you're probably right. But 20, 30% of it, you know, don't overread people. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. they're just a pain in the ass. They're in your way, and they're not trying to do anything. They're just sort of idiots. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but they're not, they don't have a plan or a plot. You know, they're not, they're not that brilliant. You know what I mean? So I think that's what is something I always remind Scorpios to keep them, keep them sane in this life, you know. I find that right. things work better relationships and all when I'm heart-centered. It's yes. just oh, so good. Yeah, but, you know. absolutely. And and realize that, too. That's a very important thing for you to remember because none of the relationships coming up anyway. Make sure whoever you're with, with a friend, lover, companion, make sure they understand you that when you make suggestions on how to fix and solve things, that's part of the way that you love. That's who you okay. are. I always love to explain that six houses or Virgos, you know, having a lot of plans in the sixth house is like being Virgo without being a Virgo. <laughs> so it basically means that, you know, there's a nitpicking that goes on there. You you pick things apart. You you take them apart and you put them back together again. You do that with right. yourself. You know, oh, that's why a lot of six houses are often very fit. Because, you know, and I always say the sixth house will make you a, hy- a hypochondriac, but of course hypochondriacs are always really healthy. <laughs> because they're always weeding out a problem before it gets there. That's the beauty of the hypochondriac. I'm never yeah. sick. People are always amazed by that. They're always like, how is it that you're not sick? I'm like, because even if the my the, my the, my urine color is off, I'm I fig- I'm trying to figure out what I need to change in my diet or eat or drink. You're probably Googling it. it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm looking up the information. Uh, why is my you know is my, my bowel movement off? You know, what I mean, very sick house. So, but it's also key is that you can be critical of yourself and of others, but it's not really out of meanness. So a lot of times what I would suggest, just as a future thing, because I learned this too, is if you want to give someone some insight, some ideas, say, say, just ask them, hey, would you like me to give you some suggestions? Yeah. And w- that way they can say yes or no. If they say, no, I don't want you to help me, okay. <laughs> I'm going to keep my mouth shut. But otherwise, that, that, that way you're allowed to talk freely. So I'm always thing, trying you know, to help out. Yeah, Always. that's the nature of the beast with the sixth house. See, the beauty of the sixth house is that it means you think everything can be solved and fixed. Mm-hmm. And you're usually yeah. right. But sometimes other people will, will find that to be as if you're attacking their character, which you're yeah. really not. So that's the trick is to say, hey, listen, you know, I, I can be critical because I'm critical of myself. And if I'm critical of you, just let me know if it's too much, you know what I mean, or you don't need me to give you that insight, and I'm cool with that. That'll mm-hmm. help uh, – future relationship out a lot because they'll understand you. But really, ultimately, anyone that's going to love you is going to love that characteristic in you anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. To be reliable. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very good. Thank you for calling in. Hope that was a help. Yeah, it was. Good. Things all right. I never knew. <laughs> <laughs> I could go on, believe me, but we'll have a lack of time. We'll just go that far. So, all right. Thanks for calling in. Have a great day. Thank you. Have a good night.
Oh, that's right. Probably for everyone else, I forget. I'm in, I'm on the we're on I'm on Pacific time right now. Um, okay, so thank you uh, for the call, Susan. That was great looking at your chart. Actually, you know what? Um, next month, uh, I think it's May 9th, I'm going to be doing a pure astrology show, with and I'm going to be interviewing Shelley Overton. Uh, a lot of you guys may have caught her show as well. I recently did her show, so I'm going to be interviewing Shelley. You're going to be able to call in, get astrology info from her and some other stuff from me as well. So uh, let me mention uh, a few other astrological things here. And what happened to my – oh, I, I, I tossed it. Okay. Well, see, this is what I'm being a dingbat right now. I, I, I joke about how lacking in computer savvy I am. But the funny thing is it's baloney because I'm actually really pretty good at it. I'm just such a nitpicker. Uh, I've got Moon and uh, Venus both in my sixth house. Uh, and the moon is in uh, Libra, but my Venus is in Scorp, so uh, certainly a nitpicker. Okay, I wanted to mention a couple of things, and we'll go from there. We've got a few more minutes of the show. Uh, uh, so we've got Neptune and Pisces. You know, Neptune will stay in a sign for a good 12, 13 years or so, 12 years. Um, been in Pisces for a year or two now. It's kind of in its home sign. Neptune, our chart is where we're idealistic, where we're selfless, where we're giving, um, where we see things in, in terms of their ideals, but where we sometimes wear rose-colored glasses, and where we're naive, we don't see clearly sometimes where our Neptune is. So looking at the house Neptune's in is going to give you some insight into that process for you. Mine is in the 11th now. And Uranus has been in Aries for the last couple of years. Uranus is where we're weird, where we're eccentric, where we're odd, um, where we are, uh, you know, we're, we're unusual in a good way. So Uranus and Aries is really stimulating a lot for us in terms of being more independent, more original, taking some you know risks, and uh, and, uh, and and being independent in a strong way. You see a lot of stuff going on around the world with uh, Uranus um, in in Aries, with a lot of um, I won't say war, but certainly some of that too. But a lot of countries are, are combating the rules of their country. Uh, to me, that's a big. Uh, factor with Uranus moving into Aries. We also see it locally here. A lot of gun people are upset. Uh, a lot of non-gun people are upset. That's been a big controversy. You know, you could see a lot of things going on locally, even here in America, with people getting very, very um, strong about what they think is true and right, and even fighting a little for it in some ways. And uh, some of that's good. Some of that, you know, it, it might be debatable, depending on how you want to look at that. Uh, but personally, usually Uranus's push in, in Aries is going to give us a lot of unique original ideas. Uh, so Uranus will stay in the sun for a good seven, eight years or so. So we're only got a couple of years in. We still got a few more years, a good five more years or so with Uranus moving through Aries right now. Okay, wow, I'm almost at the end of the show already. Boy, that's amazing. Okay, you know, one of the things I do want to talk about is angles and charts. In fact, that's one of the things that I know Shelley, um, that I worked with uh, a week and a half ago, uh, Shelley's show, uh, which she talks a lot about the different angles, and sometimes I don't focus on that as much. Uh, something I want to learn more about. I know quite a bit about it. I just have to kind of find ways to get that information out too. But uh, that was why it was great working with uh, with uh, Shelley and, and that information. Uh, I'm always expanding my astrological knowledge as well. It's one of the things about being an astrologer. It's like a never-ending um, process of of growth and evolution. You're always learning. So it looks like we're running to the tail end of the show here. Uh, I want to thank uh, I want to thank Susan for her call. Uh, it was great looking at her chart. Again, uh, I could go on in, in so much more detail, but uh, I just want to kind of keep those brief. 
Um, but uh, just a couple of reminders. I'll be here next week, and I'll be doing an interview show with Carla uh, Lamley, who's uh, very interesting. Check that out uh, on the site for info about that. Or you obviously, if you get my monthly newsletter, you'll have gotten some info about that. And then uh, next month, I'll do an interview show with uh, with Shelley, and uh, we'll do some more astrology. So we'll be here next week also. Uh, I still have two more. Uh, if you're catching the show, email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com. Get added to my monthly newsletter mailing list. And uh got two more of those uh, heavily discounted 45-minute uh, phone sessions. <laughs> Grab them up. And uh, the astrological chart uh, promotion is still available to the end of this month. Full session, normally 110 for 75. So um, grab the, grab one of grab those uh, for yourself. Grab one for a friend, um, and uh, take full advantage of that while it's here. Okay, we're at the end of the show. So uh, thank you for tuning in for my astrology show, uh, everybody. Uh, and definitely go to YouTube, check out my new uh, video, It's Astrology with Jim Ventura, uh, on YouTube. Uh, if you Facebook friend me, I'll, you can also see it on there. But I'll, I'll send it out in my main newsletter also. But you can go to YouTube now. It's already posted. If you like astrology uh, and you like uh, my wise-ass Sagittarius humor, you'll get a good dose of both. So uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> Thanks for tuning into the show today, guys. Have a great day. Happy spring to everyone, and we'll catch up with you all next time. Cheers.